2: as far as injuries uh, Kels hyperextended his knee today so uh, we'll just see how he does um, going forward you expect all those injured guys on your list uh, just... I'll tell you what with the injuries I'll give them to you tomorrow or game day and I'll <laughs> I, I, I can't say it. everybody's good to go I'll, you'll see the the axe when we get there did you see what happened with Kelsey in yeah yeah it was right in front right Hyperextension, isn't he? Yeah. Anything else? Okay, good.
0: Jason, how's your brother doing? I mean, getting banged up this week with his knee yeah. in Kansas City. How is he?
2: I talked to him yesterday, and I've done the same thing. You know, you you, you just plant, or you know, you do something, and your knee hyperextends. Actually, I mean, I'm mean, being truthful. The last time I did this, I was making a bonfire outside, and <laughs> I was I thought I thought I was strong enough. They kick a piece of wood in half, and I hyperextended my knee and did the same thing, <laughs> bone bruise. Oh,
0: no. So,
2: um, you know.
0: I don't I mean, recall you missing yeah. any time for that, Jason.
2: No, no. It was in the middle of the season, but my knee did swell up, and I was like, man, that was the dumbest thing I've done in a long time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Trav, this was out on the field. He did uh, – I know he's got some swelling going on Uh But it sounds like as long as they can get that down, um, you know, he's going to have a chance to go. The ligaments and everything are intact structurally. uh, From what we know right now, uh, his knee's fine. So, really, it's about getting that swelling down and then seeing how bruised that bone is. Because, you know, if you you guys have ever had those, they can be pretty painful, especially if it's in a spot that's rubbing all the time. And uh, and that can kind of shut down your muscles and do other things. But I think he's going to be good to go. I really do.
3: Welcome, Whoa. welcome, 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 <laughs> brother from another, with the one and only, with the, with the, with the very elegant, with the very, you're um, kind, I, you know, I, I, charismatic. You are, you're charismatic. You're dynamic. That's who you are. That's what you are. <laughs> Liv moves. You're dynamic. I'm here. I'm and ready you know, to go. And, okay. Okay. Before, before we get going though, I know we got so much stuff to cover today and yes. you heard, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to come back to the sound back to back. And I love, uh, Natalie and Gary did a great job of that juxtaposition using some big words on a Wednesday. I mean, it's a big word. Wednesday juxtaposition. Don't ask me <laughs> to spell it. Don't ask me, ask me what it means, <laughs> yeah. but I think I used it right. All right. So Natalie and Gary did a great job of putting that sound side by side. I'm gonna come back to that. Andy Reid and Jason Kelsey. But Liv, I want to go back to something I saw the very beginning of the show. Uh, I saw your feed, and I saw your picture. Uh, Where are you going, Liv? Uh, Where are you going? What you doing? This is like this is from a photo shoot. What is this? Are you? (laughs) This is is. Where's the gala? Uh, What's the occasion? What's that up? That was
4: at a uh, bring that picture a, up, y'all.
3: Bring that picture back. That
4: was from I mean, a Super up? Bowl. That was from a FanDuel Super Bowl party, believe it or not, and it was just taken on my camera. But you know what? Oh, okay. When you learn how to, when you learn how to beat your face and do your hair right, you know you can fool a lot of people. You can trick a lot All of right. people. <laughs> I love the humility.
3: I love the humility. You're just like, oh, you know, I just, <laughs> I just picked up. Yeah. You know, it's funny when I pick up my phone. And I have people dim the lights or turn up the lights and, you know, get the left side or right side. It just doesn't turn out like that. So you're well, just saying, oh, I'll teach you, know, you I'll all the tricks the and tips.
4: Don't worry. I got okay. you. All
3: right. We'll do that. <laughs> and you know what? Speaking of teaching all the tricks, Liv, maybe Jason Kelsey should teach yeah. Andy Reid the tricks if Andy Reid is willing to listen, because I just it just hit me today. Here it is. Wednesday, September 6th, 2023 and going forward. I don't want to hear an injury update from another head coach in the NFL because they're boring
4: and they don't you anything
3: They just try. You see Andy Reid. Andy Reid hasn't moved that fast in 35 years. Yeah, at he the was ready to get out of there. Okay. He was like, Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. Okay. Bye. He told you nothing. No, nope, he was just not announced. He was yeah. just, he was just breathing hard. He, he was nothing.
4: And honestly, if you would have pulled up social media yesterday, you would have thought a president passed away. I mean, fantasy footballs everywhere getting just demolished. And really, you you think of this Chiefs team, and it's so easy to praise Patrick Mahomes. I mean, for God's sake, his total stats is a week one starting QB. 1,542 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, zero interceptions, with a 136.9 passer rating. But how many of those games was he alongside the Robin to his Batman, Travis Kelsey? I mean, listen, Patrick Mahomes is good, but he's not God. And there is not a whole lot of intimidation around his receiving core for me to be like, oh yeah, they've still got a chance. Patrick Mahomes is great. Do not mess up what I'm saying here, you guys. I know he is a phenomenal quarterback, the best in the league, but he's also got a sidekick who was arguably the best in, in the league in his respective positions. So again, I look at this roster for the Chiefs and go without Kelsey, what do they do? What I mean, he's great. Right. Patrick Mahomes is great, but he's not God. Maybe he is. If he can make the same amount of noise that he has in the last you know, however many seasons in week one, I just read all those total stats. He's phenomenal in week one. If he can do that same thing without Kelsey with the receiving core he's got, maybe he is God. And I'll swallow my words. Well,
3: well, well listen, um, I don't know if his brother, Jason, is God, but he's a damn good physician, <laughs> okay? That's right. So according to Dr., Dr. Jason Kelsey gave us anecdotes and gave us science. Uh, Dr. Kelsey says, look, I was trying to build a bonfire and I did something like this. I tried to kick a piece <laughs> of wood, in, wood. Half, <laughs> in half. I, I thought I was strong enough to kick a piece of wood in half. Okay, I, I love that. I never think that. I've never thought I was strong enough to kick anything in half. But anyway, listen, he right? He did that. Right. He was unsuccessful and he hyperextended his knee in the middle of the season. He played. But think about what he told us. Talk to Travis yesterday. Uh, look, you know, if they can get the swelling down, they should be all right. ACL's good he might have a chance to play. I'm like, oh my
4: God. We could be getting bamboozled here. Honestly, we could be getting bamboozled. He could be ready to go. We don't even, I mean, Andy Reid, but to me, Andy Reid's emotions seemed frustrated. I wouldn't, I I don't think he's feeling optimistic at this point in time.
3: He just, he's just frustrated with the meeting. He's just frustrated. Of course. That he has to have this conversation at all. Right. Uh, But, but, but Jason Kelsey told you a lot. But beyond that, I agree with you, Liv. This is not about fantasy football. This is about <laughs> it's not this is this is about uh, trying to be the first team in 20 years to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Yeah. So Kansas City everybody's favorite coming out of the AFC or most people's favorite coming out of the AFC. You said it earlier. There's pretty much unanimous agreement that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football.
4: Absolutely. But
3: I think some of the Mahomes conversation live just went crazy last year because of what he was able to do, especially in the Super Bowl, playing hurt in the Super Bowl, brings him back. Looked like he was down and out. Would he even be able to play in the third quarter? He comes out. He's got his seventh round running back uh, back there in Pacheco. Uh, he's got uh, Juju uh, there getting drawing a key penalty at a key point in the game. All these things are like, oh, Patrick Mahomes can do it. His running game is limited. Tyreek Hill moved on. He doesn't have an all pro receiver, but he does have an all pro receiver. He's got Travis. Kelsey his name <laughs> is Travis. Kelsey, who's exactly. an all pro receiver. And yes. so think about this uh, tomorrow night. Let's say you don't have Travis Kelsey. Right. And you don't have Chris Jones. You don't have Chris Jones. Um, okay, that's the Trinity. That's the Trinity right there. Uh, yep. You got You got in, in, in order. In order, you've got Mahomes, then you've got Kelsey, and then you've got Jones. So right. if you got Mahomes by himself, yeah, they might be able to get by Detroit, but my bet's your money. I'm not picking Kansas City. Well, That's tomorrow. And let That's me tomorrow. tell you. That's tomorrow.
4: I'm going to play I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here and say that Come on. the Detroit Lions, I get it. We don't like talking about the Detroit Lions because they're the Detroit Lions. But there's a lot of optimism trickling over from them last season. I think we get ourselves a good Thursday night football game. Again, we don't like to talk about Jared Goff. But what he did last year, he had an incre- incredible season. And if he had done what he did with any other name, we probably would have talked about it more. But it's Jared Goff and it's the Detroit Lions. He's entering this game with a top five O-line There's a lot of optimism. Like I said, trickling in. They've got coaching continuity and experience. I'm just saying, don't be shocked. If you see an upset by the lions they they know what they need.
3: Hey, listen, I'm I'm with you. That's what I'm telling you. My bet's your money. I okay. I just gotta tell you, I I can't can't keep a secret. I'm terrible. (laughs) Don't tell me your secrets. Don't tell me your secrets. I'll tell somebody and I might even do it on the air. I'm picking the Lions. I'm picking the Lions, flat out, flat out, to win the game. I'm picking the Lions. I like it. Now I still, I like it. Still think the Chiefs, Chiefs are going to be in the final four in the AFC. I will pick them to be in the final four, uh, for the majority of Patrick Mahomes' career. All right, so I'm going to contradict what I just said. Hey, he can't do it all by himself, but uh, he put you in the final four if you got Patrick Mahomes. But (laughs) I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. The the Lions love it. The Lions are good. All right, so Kelsey may not play. Maybe he does. Chris Jones, how do you feel about this situation, live? I mean, I, I don't know if it's so serious that if Chris Jones does what he said, he said, I'm prepared to say, uh, uh, hold out until week eight. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared till week eight. If that happens, is anybody, not just in the conference, but is anybody in the division prepared to take over Kansas City's throne? I, I don't see your Broncos doing it. I'm assuming you're a Broncos fan.
4: No, listen, I am a Broncos Uh, fan, and I am not a naive one. I am very intelligent, and I know that it's going to be an uphill battle for the Broncos. A lot of hype around the Chargers, but I'll tell you right now, I've had the same sentiment about them for seasons. Um, And Justin Herbert, as great as he is, he can't do it with an incompetent coach standing in his way. They have not gotten rid of Staley, so to me, he will still be in his way. I love what the Chargers have. Hell, they took half a TCU's roster from last season. So, yes, I'm naturally a little bit of a fan here, and I love Justin Herbert. But I actually spoke about this a little while ago, that Justin Herbert is a very interesting quarterback because he's extremely humble. He's a team player. He's a leader, but he's almost too humble. Like, if you've got a coach like Staley standing in your way, speak up. Use your chest. You are way too good of a football player and too good of a quarterback to – kind of just succumb to the crappy coaching you know and it sucks because what makes you good makes you bad he's extremely respectful he's extremely humble but I almost want him to be a little a little more let's get a sprinkle of Aaron Rodgers in there who walks in and says nah we're not doing this this is what we're doing Herbert will never be that way but I think as long as Staley is there he is going to have a hard time being successful with that team in terms of taking over a very competitive division and as for the Raiders I like the ad of Jimmy G, but if I don't want to put my money on someone who can't stay healthy, so I think it's the Chiefs' division for a while, honestly.
3: I I think so, too. I think so, too. That's what happens. Uh, There's a lot of conversation about the Chiefs. Are they really a dynasty? One of the staples of any dynasty can go back. You know, you look at the Steelers uh, in in the 70s. uh, You can look at uh, the, the 80s, the 80s teams, whether you look at the 49ers, in the old NFC West, the 90s, the Cowboys, the two thousands the Patriots, what these teams do, these dynasties and many dynasties. The first thing they do is just wipe out the division. They wipe everybody out. All the coaches get fired. Uh, teams are always looking for different quarterbacks, looking for different answers because those, these dynastic teams, they just dominate the division. So if you look at Kansas City, Kansas City has streaks against teams in a division that are just embarrassing like Kansas City streak against Denver. Come on. I mean, like When's the last time Denver beat when's the last time Denver beat Kansas City? That's that's what happens. That's that's yeah. when you know you got the <laughs> fingerprints of a dynasty when other teams in a division be like you know what we can't beat them. We you know right. we just go try and you you come in in September talking about a wild card because you know you're not going to the division. So I right. agree with you. The Chiefs are going to do that thing but I'm going to stay out there I want to stay in Denver. Not because I think the Broncos are good, but because there's a big story. Maybe one of the biggest stories in football is happening in the Denver area. And you're telling us part of the story. If we can get Liv's camera there. We see TCU. We see a lot of TCU gear. Uh, yeah. in the background.
4: Yeah, and, uh, you do. Wow. You do. Wow.
3: What a game. What
4: Listen, a game. <clears throat> Let What's me know. what do you think? yeah what let me think? get on my soapbox for a second because let me tell you something I actually had a conversation with my brother yesterday my brother's like see you stamped them and I'm like it was a three-point win TCU had two interceptions in the end zone okay we went from a Max okay, Duggan who could take over the game at hold any moment and absolutely change it I will tell you TCU played wee level defense." but so did CU. I am not gonna take away CU's flowers. I am not gonna take away Dion's flowers, but what I wanna draw your attention to is this. Look at me, whole damn game. I couldn't even believe what my eyes were seeing during this game, and listen, You have to understand, going from the national championship as a Cinderella team was a remarkable experience as an alumni and as a fan. I knew going into this year, it was not happening again. And I knew there was going to be a hangover period. And I also knew that despite being 1-11, CU had Coach Prime on their side. But I want to say this. I am getting a little sick of the narrative that no other coach has ever turned around a down bad team in one offseason. Screw that, because Sonny Dykes did it last year. And he took him all the way to the damn national championship. So I love I like the it. hype. And every CU Buff fan should be hyped about what they see and the uh, hell, they've already tied their record from last season, so you should be excited. <laughs> There's a lot to look forward to. <laughs> Travis Hunter, offense and uh, defense. Travis that's, Hunter is that's a messy. monster.
3: Oh live. That's me. But that's listen, mean. live move, I'm mean. just I,
4: I'm telling you, I'm just saying you you matched your record. It's only up from here. But what I'm going to say is CU's got to face USC with Caleb Williams, uh, an Oregon, an Oregon State, a Utah. So get hyped. But also remember, it is one game. And this college football season is a long one. And their schedule only gets more difficult. And one thing that I'm super concerned about with this Buffs team is, they didn't play an ounce of defense. Every time they punched TCU in the mouth, TCU was able to respond. So, again, TCU two interceptions in the end zone, missed field goal. They could have won that game. They should have won that game. They didn't. I'm happy for yeah. CU, but it's one game. So let's let's settle down. Let's settle down, Buffs. So let's calm it down. So
3: so so listen, live, something magical is happening here because I am a college football fan through and through. Love college football and I represent here loudly and proudly. I represent the Big 10. Okay. okay. I'm a Big Ten. I'm a Big Ten fan. I start getting the fights when when SEC people would say there's no speed in the Big Ten. I'm <laughs> like, oh, so y'all got all the speed. Like nobody in the Big Ten is fast. We don't have anybody who's fast. Nobody who went to the league from the Big Ten has any speed. Okay, I understand. Anyway, uh, I, I get very defensive about the Big Ten, and I like the nitty-gritty of college football. That being mm-hmm. said, I'm like one of these casual fans. I, I, you would think I'm, one of, I'm somebody who has never watched college football before. Because you know what I did this <laughs> morning, Liv? You talked What'd about you the schedule. You talked about the schedule, Colorado schedule. I yeah. know it because I went to look it up. I'm like, okay, wh- what's next? What's, what's going on? Okay, can they beat Colorado State? Oh, they should have Colorado State. And I'm looking at the end of the year. They got Utah. That's going to be a big game. I'm so excited because of Deion Sanders. And yes. so I, I think and I'm a hardcore college football fan. That's why I think it's something special that we're talking about Colorado for the second day in a row on this show. you know, like college football. The last couple of years, college football ha- it itself, the body has tried to break into the brother from another studio and said, what's up? Y'all gonna talk about us or what? Come on, let, let, let's talk college football. And we've ignored college football for a couple yeah, of years.
4: But it's and here. Now here
3: comes Deion Sanders and yep. every day. I got a Colorado Buffaloes update. I want to talk about Dion. I think a lot of honestly, we call people out and call us out, call other people out. I think a lot of people are like that. You got to twist their arm to talk college football when there have been great stories out there. And here comes this transcendent, you know, magnetic figure, Dion Sanders coaching and rhyming and, you know, doing hype videos and we're all on board. So do you, do do you, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask the question that Dion
4: asked. Do you believe? I do. I do believe, but I think there's a layer of me that also I am born and raised in Colorado. So I have had firsthand experience with how obnoxious buff fans have been. (laughs) Even one in 11, they are obnoxious. They are loud. They are slightly delusional when it comes to their sports okay so i have a different experience there where i've just always found this fan base to be obnoxious now that being said i love Deion sanders and i will tell you the angle of this that i don't think we're talking about enough is a black head coach being successful and i love to see it and i absolutely love to see it head coaches in college football there's 8.8 percent are black males 8.8 and it's no better in the nfl at 11 so to see a black man thrive in the coaching position coming from an hbcu taking over a broken broken program not really getting a ton of money up front to come there doing it having all the hype around it putting these guys on the map that have been part of hbcus that maybe haven't gotten the spotlight haven't gotten the attention i respect the hell out of it there's also a piece of me that loves a humble king, you know, and I wouldn't put the word humble in front of Deion Sanders. No. So I think no. sometimes the the noise gets a little much. Um, but again, you cannot knock the kind of coach that he is and what he did in game one incredible. However, a lot of games left, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna eat I'm not gonna believe it too much right now. It's only one game.
3: Yeah, it's one game. It's one, it's one game. game, but it's so much yeah. fun. It's so, so much fun. fun
4: now so fun
3: yeah I don't I don't know when i'll uh I'll come down off I know the reputation of Boulder so uh this this comment can be interpreted on multiple levels I don't know if I'll be when I'll come down from
4: my Colorado high because I know before <laughs> it was legal well if you're in Colorado never <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All
3: right. that's good let's Explore see it right 20 there.
4: every month around here <laughs>
3: And, and, it's, and it's 320 right now we gotta you know, take a little break we'll come back we will talk with Connor Rogers really smart football guy and he's gonna tell us about his teams who's he who's he looking out for and I want to hear in this next segment I got a little rumor somebody told me that you've got an underdog team in the NFL I do. and I find it hilarious oh here we what go underdog teams one of your underdog teams, <laughs> what are your underdog teams? I, don't tell me now
0: Hopefully it gets worked out, you know, um, it's always been my goal to be on Kansas City Chiefs for life. I've um, I've said that multiple times on social media platforms, from interviews, and they know where our, my position is at. And uh, hopefully we can get something worked out for the this long is- term. What's
5: your message to Chiefs
0: fans? And um, what can I say? Um, opinions are like buttholes. Everybody got them in their <laughs> all stink, right? So, you know, um, and some are going to like it, some are going to respect it, and some is going to dislike it. Um, That's just the way it is. You can't make everybody happy, unfortunately. Uh, as much as you try to do and as much as you, tr- you try to appease people, you're not going to make everyone happy, unfortunately. I'm sorry. And I'm just asking for a raise. Uh, I love it. Not the
4: There's butthole reference. Goodness. Right, right.
3: You might as well like, and you can't say it sounds weird when you say butthole. Now you almost have to say you have to say it. You have to say it. You can't if you're gonna say the phrase, you gotta say you gotta it the say right way. it with way. your you chest. Like, yeah, you can't you can't edit that. It sounds weird. You stick okay? it with your it chest. Weird. But if you say it the right way, if you say it the profane way, it's just totally it natural. works. All right, totally. All right, Connor Rogers. Connor Rogers is here, and you know what, Connor? Uh seeing that. Anytime I see like those types of interviews and you know that kind of tone, I say the deal's done. Deal's done. I think the deal's done. They'll probably announce it later today, tomorrow morning. He's gonna play. I think I think Chris Jones is gonna be a Kansas City chief. What do you think?
8: I think he'll Soon. be there I mean, the rest officially. of his career. I just think the worry is, did we run out of time, right? I mean, football is just a wild game where no matter how talented you are, you need some kind of ramp up period. And a lot of coaches basically don't let guys play that can't make it through that final practice to be cleared for the game. So if anybody could do it, uh, it would be him. If we find out a contract was done in the next couple hours, I think I'm fascinated to see the details of when that ultimately does get done, assuming it does, because, You have this weird gap in the interior defensive line market. You have Aaron Donald making about $31.6 million a year. And then number two is Quinton Williams at 24. So does this deal fall in the middle of that? Does he make it to Donald's annual average? Uh, Chris Jones has deserved every bit of what he's asking for, which in the most perfect corporate words was a raise. He's earned that. He's vital to the Chiefs' success. And I think the Chiefs have no choice but to meet his demands.
4: That's right. Pay him pay up Chiefs right now.
3: Yeah, and, and I, I think uh, you said it right and uh, live you tell me if you agree with this. Um, look, the gap is he's not Aaron Donald. Nobody's Aaron Donald, but he's better than Quentin Williams. Yep. Uh, he's 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 one more. I think he's a better individual talent than, than Quentin Williams. Which is not that's not a slight to Quentin Williams. It just talks about the greatness of Chris Jones and he's got rings. So he's got multiple rings. I think uh, the raise is coming. It, it, it may not be 30, but I bet, you know, 27, 28 is, is close by. You think that'll get it done, Liv? 28 million. I 28 think so. Million, three, I, four years.
4: I think so, but I again, I don't think that he's asking for anything that he doesn't deserve at this point. I think that's what makes it so hard is you see guys a lot of time kind of maybe not know their place, think they're more valuable than they are, or unfortunately, the running back market, which we've touched on on this show many times, that's just a very broken system, but This is a guy that I think the chiefs need and he knows part of me has shares the feeling of no, I don't want to say that because he wants to get paid. I was going to say they need him more than he needs them, but he is a talent. So he he could play somewhere else. It just sounds like that's not what he wants. So I think he's not asking for anything that he doesn't deserve and hasn't earned. So I think they would be, it would be silly for them to not pay him what he deserves and and keep him on the team.
3: Connor, I'm wondering, does any of this change? your, your calculus for like the first six, uh, let's say first month of the season, like who you think is going to get off to a great start, who you think will be standing at the end between the Travis Kelsey injury, unknown, uncertain, and the uncertain contract status of Chris Jones. I don't know if you were big on Kansas city from the jump. and, And if this has changed anything for you.
8: Not too much, honestly, Michael. I think when you look at it, could they go a full season without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey? No. I mean, that's just asking the impossible. You're talking about probably a guy that'll go down as the greatest tight end of all time and a guy that at age 29 could end up being one of the better defensive linemen of the last 10 to 20 years. That's how good Chris Jones is. So I think ultimately the good news is with Kelsey, it sounds like they are kind of taking that. Hour by hour, at this point, it has no season-ending implications. And then with Chris Jones, it's about getting the man paid and getting him back into camp. And then Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes can keep you afloat against. It, listen, listen. The Lions and the Jaguars, their first two games. Those teams are going in the right direction, but Patrick Mahomes can do enough, and Andy Reid can do enough to keep you afloat. I actually think this is a really underrated, well-coached secondary as well that will be fine. And then they play the Bears. That doesn't scare me. They have Sunday night football at the Jets. That's going to be a really, really hyped up game, obviously. Uh, and then you play the Vikings and the Broncos. So the Chiefs don't go through, oh, considering the they're in the AFC, they don't They don't <laughs> go through the gauntlet that a lot of these AFC teams do to start the season. So you'd rather get all of this stuff wrapped up now, have Kelsey healthy for what, the, the latter half of the season, the latter three quarters of the season, and get Chris Jones ready to roll full steam back to his 100% snap total by October.
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you mentioned my Broncos. Listen, don't sleep on Russ. Don't sleep on Peyton. I'm just saying. No, I'm kidding. I really am not high on the Broncos in any type of capacity, but I do want to bring up a team that I am a little high on right now. I know for a fact I'm about to get some, maybe some, some jokes thrown my way, some whatevers, but there is an underdog for this week week one in the nfl on the sunday slate that i am eyeballing that i absolutely love and that is the Steelers over the 49ers. I think Brock Purdy gets exposed this season offensively. I am a Kenny Pickett believer. Mike Tomlin is a dog. He handed the Bengals a loss in their first game last season, a defense led by TJ Watt. And I don't know what Nick Bosa's situation is going to bring. So before it gets formally announced, I'm grabbing Steelers at plus money on the money line. Connor, is it a absolute death wish or do you like it?
8: No, I'm with you all the way. This is one of my favorite picks of the week. I'm so glad to hear somebody else on it as well. I look at this game. The line is wrong. The line was wrong probably before the injuries, Mm. and that is George Kittle is coming into this banged up. I count Nick Bosa as an injury, even though he's not hurt. He's in a contract dispute that is very significant. This offensive line has lost some pieces over the years. Brock Purdy is coming off a significant elbow injury. Listen, I'm a 49ers believer. Don't get me wrong. We've seen them start slow before. And I believe in the Steelers this year. I think that's the difference as well. That's a lot of points for a team that has gained a lot of talent. It's Mike Tomlin, who always shows up ready to roll. I'm glad you brought up Kenny Pickett's growth. He looked good in the preseason with George Pickens, with Deontay Johnson. Najee Harris is healthy. Jalen Warren's a viable number two running back. This is one of my favorite lines of the week. I'm with you all the way. I I don't think it's crazy to go money line, but if you want to be a little cozier, a little safer, you could take the two and a half and I think you'll be fine.
4: Listen, I'm a TCU right, fan and a Broncos fan. So nothing is safe about me. So we're going money line.
3: <laughs> okay, I, I just want to point out to you guys because that, you know, Connor's comment just caught my ear. Connor said the line is wrong, right? Okay, let me tell you. I saw a story earlier today it said 73 and a half million. Adults have bet <laughs> on the NFL. Okay, 73 Ooh. and a half million people have bet on the NFL and most of them have lost money. Why? because they think the line is wrong. <laughs> I mean, like, you don't make Hey Listen, Vegas ain't sure. wrong. Connor, Vegas is not wrong. You go in there thinking, oh, no, no, I got it. Nope. That's how they make money. That's how they build empires. There's a new something going up right now uh, in a in a major city near you because you think the line is wrong. The line is not wrong. Watch out. Well, Michael, that's, I gotta tell that's you, why
8: those casinos look that nice uh, from the outside. That's right. right? Somebody's got to be <laughs> and, paying and, those bills. And,
3: <laughs> and and I'm right. telling you, I'm, I'm as I'm as guilty as anybody. I told you, my bets, your money coming tomorrow. But Liv, tell me about your other underdog. I oh, think here we see go. The logo
4: right down there. Oh, uh, here we go. Well, all right.
3: How are so, I, I just say? How can you? How are the Jets <laughs> an underdog? How's that? Explain that to me.
4: Well, they are technically in terms of Vegas. In in a Vegas perspective, they are the underdog. Vegas has the Bills favored to win by at least a field goal. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. I am not a huge Aaron Rodgers is my lover type of fan. Some of that nonsense is getting scary to me. The obsession with Aaron Rodgers. I'm over the hoopla. I really am. However, I think the reason that I like the Jets in this game has less to do with the Jets. It is still Aaron Rodgers. It's their home opener. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of excitement not only do I like it for that reason, but I anticipate regression from this Bills team. So that is almost more of the reason that I lean with the Jets here. Again, I I would like to take them on the money line sometimes with betting for me, if the, if it's under a field goal. I'm going to go ahead and just grab the money line, better value. And again, I don't play it safe around here. We just go, we don't dip our toes. We dive in the water. So again, I think this is more for me, not a reflection of buying into the Aaron Rodgers hype right off the jump, but more so I expect regression from the bills this season. So I like the jets in this spot. Vegas thinks the bills are winning by a field goal, but I beg to differ.
3: Connor, this is, this is so interesting. Uh, for me and I, I just want to get your take on it because as as I told our family yesterday audience here that I enjoy making fun of the Jets it's just so easy it's been easy <laughs> for many many years um, and, and generally, I would say it this way like the Jets won Super Bowl three and if like if you go back if the Super Bowl logo was drawn in pencil it, it really <laughs> That doesn't really count. Like, if the Super Bowl was played at, like, 1230, like, on a Sunday afternoon, like, okay, if that if that's how long it was when your team won the Super Bowl, it's like, noon. And, you know, they had, like, probably, like, a local marching band as a halftime entertainment, and, you know, just, like, very really wholesome and all that stuff. You know, like, no drinks. They they ain't serve any drinks because we can't do that at a football game, you know. If it was that era, then that doesn't really count. But that's, that's the Jets. But the irony is... Western New York hates me, like the Buffalo fans hate me because I said something uh, nasty about them a couple of years ago, and they haven't moved on. And it got so bad that there was a guy—true story. There's a guy, um, and that's not all of Western New York. It's just one Bills fan. He's a really dumb guy. So he was trying to—he somehow got my number, was trolling me, and I just kind of traced his. I just said, oh, "I can figure out his number and figure out who he is." like Like. Anyway, but I didn't. I restraint. I showed restraint. I didn't like call him back and be like, "Listen, it's gonna be a misunderstanding if you ever call me again." Whatever. But anyway, they—they're they, really Buffalo hates me, but I'm gonna tell you, Buffalo Connor is being underrated. Buffalo's the underdog, not the Jets. Did Did Josh Allen leave? Stephon Diggs might want to leave. He didn't leave. Sean McDermott's still a good coach. They got they lost to Cincinnati last year. Cincinnati is a really good team, so they lost to Cincinnati in a playoff game at the crib. Got it. Why and 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 uh, and, and uh, Natalie and, and Gary, if you can put up that PFT poll, power ranking. PFT. Our own people have the Jets ranked ahead of the Bills. What? What? What, what? are you kidding me? They got the Jaguars ahead of the Bills. Connor, overrated Jets, underrated Bills. Your thoughts.
8: There's a lot to unpack here. All right, going all the way back to a man getting your cell phone number. But we'll leave that one for another day. Listen, I have somehow found myself in this conversation quite a bit this offseason because I, a lot of the Bills fans interact with plenty. I mean, I'm a New Yorker. I've covered the Jets very closely and naturally with them playing the Bills twice a year. You come across a lot of interaction and they're very frustrated that all of the talking heads on TV, all the pundits are picking the Jets. Some are picking the Dolphins. Some are picking the Patriots. They feel overlooked. And I understand. I, I'm telling them. Listen, you're not going to pick, you shouldn't pick against the Bills until they give you a reason to. But I'll say this, for all the talking heads, for all the storylines, for all of those picks, Vegas is still saying the Bills are the heavy favorite to win this division. So yeah. you try to go Vegas. to the closest thing to logic, the Bills are plus 120 to win this division. The Jets, all the way down at plus 270. That's a big gap. Mm. So I think it's, yeah. we've, hit a, a, we've hit a total wall where... The media and the headlines and the great discussions, which are fun, they love being a part of them, are hyping up the new, which is the Jets. And there's, I understand some of that. Even they're hyping up what the Dolphins, the Dolphins can do under Mike McDaniel. But the reality is the actual logic here and, and, you know, odds are that the Bills are still the runaway favorite to win this division. And as Liv pointed out, they are heavy favorites. The Jets are at home and they're still field goal dogs, which means they think Buffalo is maybe five whole points better than the Jets. And the best part is all of the months and the months of talking are done. They finally have to play under the lights Monday night.
4: That's right. We shall see.
8: We well, got, shall uh, see
4: Connor. Uh,
3: I don't know. You didn't uh, you didn't chime in when uh, Liv said, Brock Purdy's going to get exposed. Now she's speaking my language. I feel the same way, but you didn't say anything on that. Who do you like in the NFC? Who do you like in the AFC? That's the final thing I have for you. Who do you like to come out of uh, these uh, conferences?
8: It's really chalk, but I- I'm still not going against the Eagles. I mean, the roster got better and the roster was already great, and Jalen Hurts keeps getting better, and he has some of the best weapons in football. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's so easy to pick the Eagles because it applies logic and makes sense. And then when you look at the AFC, I mean, it was when everything was smooth sailing for the Chiefs, you can honestly see a repeat Super Bowl, but going against that, I'll tell you, I really like two teams in the North and maybe three after how I talked about the Steelers. I love the Bengals and the Ravens this year. Yes. I really, really do i think the ravens made a great hire in todd munkin they're going to be more pass happy they're going to really unlock more of lamar jackson which we've already seen him win an mvp but now if you have more of a downfield passing attack to go with the running they're going to be really dangerous and i just won't ever bet against joe burrow very often in my life especially when he's thrown to jamar chase and t higgins that's one of the the best coach defenses as a unit not a standalone top heavy talent but as a unit in the entire nfl so i love cincinnati and i love baltimore
4: Okay, Connor, really quick before you go, I got to pick your brain on this because I don't know how you feel, but it's off of what you said. I've got an Eagles Seahawks NFC championship game, and I've got a Bengals Jags AFC championship game. I like the Jags. I like what Doug Peterson can do in year two with Trevor Lawrence, but I'm with you. I ultimately have an Eagles Bengals Super Bowl. That's my pick.
8: Yeah. I'm really high on Seattle. I think I would pick them to yes. win that division if I wasn't going to take a favorite. They're plus two thirty right now. They've added so much mm-hmm. talent through the draft. They've crushed both the drafts. Gino is still underrated, which is very odd to me. Now they got a third wide receiver in Jackson Smith and Jigba. Second year of that young offensive line gelling together. Seattle will make a big run this year. I like that a lot. Yes. Still don't think they do enough to get over the Eagles, like you said. Jacksonville, here's the one thing I need to see, Liv. I need to see that defense become a game-changing defense. I need to see them get takeaways. I need to see them be able to roll with the big dogs. I love the offense. I love Doug Peterson. They have Calvin Ridley now for Trevor Lawrence. They got two running backs that can really play. I need to see that defense be able to hang with the top elite quarterbacks in the NFL. If they can prove that, that's the difference of them being, you know, appearing in the playoffs, maybe stealing a game and actually going to a conference title game.
3: Love it. I love, I love it, love it, Connor Rogers. It has begun, as you said. Talking time is about over. I mean, well, not over. We'll continue to talk, but (laughs) there's talking time, and we got games. We have games, and we've been talking since February, March. Now we can talk in the fall and have games and have games. So, Connor, uh, always look forward to talking ball with you. Thanks for hanging out, man. Thank you. Anytime,
8: anytime, guys.
3: All right, Liv. Uh, There was some trepidation when the USA lost to Lithuania. Right. Tried to have a a furious comeback. It fell short. They lose to the Lithuanians. Lithuanians had size that the USA couldn't match on and on. They advanced to the quarterfinals anyway after that loss. Then they take on Italy. And uh, it was back. The business as usual. They're both four and one coming into this game. One team is four and two now and it's not the uh, it's not the USA. This is uh, this is what we pretty much. This is what we expected uh, any of any lessons learned any lessons learned from the last two games, whether it's the beatdown of Italy or the loss to Lithuania uh, from the USA.
4: I mean, I think I share the same sentiment uh, that I always have, which is the USA is the production of the best players in the world. I mean, even, you know, everyone faces a loss here and there. Everyone does. Um, but again, they're just dominating. And I, what I love the most about, you know, the USA games and whatnot is that you start seeing players that are in the NBA league that maybe get lost in translation or, you know, aren't the star pupil on their, you know, particular squad, um, a Mikel bridges balling out. You know, there's a lot of people that had a really big issue with his involvement in the all-star game. Uh, they did not think that that was warranted and that was a appropriate and um, he's a baller and I love being able to see some of these players that like I said get overlooked in the NBA being able to shine and thrive and show what they're made of on a global level so again I share the same sentiment I always have which is Noah Lyles uh, talked a lot of talk hopefully the USA team can close it out uh, so that they can confirm that Noah Lyles was just talking out of his behind and didn't know what he was saying.
3: So there. Yeah, well, it, it, cl- clearly he was. And I, I'll tell you, I know because I'm not a grown up yet. Live you know, one <laughs> day, I'll be a grown up. Okay, I'll be a grown up. I'll be a grown up. When this happens, I will have uh, achieved adulthood. That is when I hear somebody who I know is not completely informed and doesn't know what they're talking about. When I hear them, I nod my head. I smile and I move on to another topic, then I'll be a grown-up. But I'm not. Me either. I know Noah Lyles. I mean, it's so, we talked about it before. It's just such a dumb take. It really is. Very dumb. Like, all you have to do, all you'd have to do, forget about talking to uh, players born, the great players born in the U.S., whether it's Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, uh, any of those got John Moran. You don't have to talk to any of them don't talk to any current US born star. Don't talk to any North American star Dylan Brooks. Sorry, Uh, we're not talking to Canadians. Okay, we're not talking. Just go around the world and ask any great player on the other side of the world. Where the best basketball is being played. Who's here?
4: Hey, have you seen? Have you seen that photo of Nikola Jokic wearing a Nuggets sweatshirt as like a infant toddler? Nicole Jokic, who I mean, is right now the best player in the world. I'm going to say it, Noah Lyles. Don't get your feelings hurt. In the world, was wearing a Denver Nuggets sweatshirt in Serbia as a toddler. Case closed. Yeah, I mean,
3: so it's it's really a crazy comment. There it I, is. I think there it is. Oh, look at that. You asked for it. We're getting Denver get it delivered.
4: Nuggets. Come on. Love it. Love it, love it, love it.
3: Was well, uh, you know... Jokic as a toddler, did the physician say he's in the 97th percentile or 99th percentile height have. at that point? Or uh, did he have to a to growth have. spurt? What happened? If he, what had, happened? Yeah. If he, he look- had
4: a growth spurt, then I need to know what kind of meals he was eating because it worked, man. It worked.
3: Yeah, but and then the other thing and the other thing is about USA Basketball, and I don't know if they're going to win the championship or not um, in the FIBA World Cup, but you look at the, the history of their, their records, look at their records in Olympic play going way back. You know, yeah. even before, you know, I'm not talking about 2008, talking about 2004. I'm talking about the seventies. They've and been the dominating. 80s. Well, well, then it, you know, there was the birth of the dream team, uh, <laughs> because of a, of a meltdown in 1988. Right. But you know, you really can pick and choose like just very few incidents where USA basketball has not exerted itself has not shown itself to be uh, the best when it comes to right. when it comes to globe when it comes to, when it comes to global hoop. Now we got the best when it comes to global hoop, and then we got a team. I, I want to talk to you about this because the last time the Lakers were playing basketball competitively, they were taking on your Denver Nuggets. That's getting right. Getting swept. Getting That's swept right. in the Western Conference. Um, <clears throat> Western Conference Finals, right?
4: Yeah, they were, right, and so, honestly, uh, yeah, they're they're making yeah. some movements, Holly. They're making some movements.
3: Yeah, how do you feel about this? Because I feel like the Lakers just keep signing people. I'm not even keeping up. They just keep signing people. I'm like, how many people you got on the team? Just keep signing these. Like, hey, sign this guy to a one year, two year, re-sign here, resign here. Now we got Christian Wood signing a two year deal with the Lakers. He's got a little bit of size. He was good a few years ago. How do you feel about this?
4: I wouldn't say that Christian Wood is in his prime at the moment, which is fine. Um, But what I'm going to tell you is what what the Lakers are giving off right now. (laughs) He's not in his prime. But what I would tell you right now is the Lakers to me are giving off the vibe of they know that they're, they've got some old heads that are injury prone. So they're kind of taking the approach of quantity over quality. That is what it feels like right now. Now I'm not saying that won't work. I am just saying that they keep adding it. I mean, does money grow on trees in Los Angeles? Because they just keep adding people. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we we doing here? But again, feels like it's just a quantity type of situation, not a quality um, in terms of building the depth of their roster. You know, I saw someone tweet, oh, this is officially the deepest roster um, in the NBA. Name six right now. You can't. They've got a lot of people. Sure. Is it someone that I would want to throw in in a playoff spot against the Denver Nuggets to try to avoid getting swept? Hell no. So, again, they've got a lot of people. Not sure that the quality is quite there. Now, again, if you get a healthy LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves for the whole season, not sure you have to worry about the quality of your depth. But we know Anthony Davis staying healthy throughout the entirety of the season last year or into the playoffs was a rarity. LeBron James, as great as he is, he's getting older. So again, I think that they're going to have to start switching over to that quality mindset in in the next couple of seasons. But I'm not, I'm not, as a Nuggets fan, I'll tell you, I'm worried about the Lakers. I think that they, they uh, got a taste of an embarrassing loss and they've got LeBron James on their side. It's like with talking about the chiefs, you always go back to, they've got Patrick Mahomes. Well, the Lakers have LeBron James, so they're never out. Well, but it de- well, it's definitely you, you, just more people at this point, not really quality some, athletes.
3: Something's in the air, live moods, because you asked the question, does money mm-hmm. grow on trees in Los Angeles? You got the right state, but the wrong city. Money apparently does grow on trees in San Francisco. Breaking news, <laughs> Nick Bosa has signed a new contract with the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. The deal, five years. $170 million. Now, you're a smart Ooh. NFL fan. You say it can't really be $170 million. Uh, according to reports, $122.5 million guaranteed. 122 a 5 out of 170 guaranteed for Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year. And this is not a surprise. Uh, no. It's breaking news, but it's not a surprise because when John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were asked about Nick Bosa, they were emphatic. He's going to be on the San Francisco 49ers Lynch flat out said we're not trading him," and a deal is going to get done. So they had a, a pretty good feeling that this was going to happen. For sure. So Nick Bosa hold out is over. Five years. One hundred and seventy million dollars. That's what they do for the headline. But if you get underneath the hood a little bit for what we know now, I'm sure more uh, information will come trickling out about this deal Is this a record breaking uh,
4: contract? Oh are we looking at a yeah, record breaking contract? Hundred and two
3: hundred and twenty two and a half. For pass rushers, guaranteed. I think
4: Yeah, for pass rushers I think it's record breaking.
3: Yeah, we know he's the highest paid defensive end in football, but we'll see what those numbers really are. So San Francisco, no worries. Sleep well tonight. Sleep well, sure. Nick Bosa. Nick Don't Bosa ever let me get Nick
4: Bosa level leverage and that much money. I'm telling you right now, I'm going crazy and stupid. Monday I'm you, through Sunday. I'm you,
3: <laughs> that's right. Hey, Johnny, Chris Jones is next. That's Chris right. Jones is gonna be announced.
4: Be. That's gonna be that's gonna
3: be announced today or tomorrow. I can feel it.
5: BP added more than $70 billion to the US economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
6: We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet five dollars
7: get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you win. Just can't miss Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. Twenty-one plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Ten dollars first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER.
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me.
3: Travis Hunter. Travis, Travis Hunter, Hunter. Two-way football Love player, it. cornerback, wide receiver, and now he's got basketball clips. And what Hooper. say you, Liv?
4: I mean, he, he could just flip a coin at this point and pick which sport he wants to go pro in. I mean, he's like, this guy is next level excellence. Next I, level I excellence. Wonder,
3: I wonder if he could play tennis, U.S. Open. We had a great final. It was a long one. We had Tiafo taking on Shelton. You got Coco Goff doing her thing. Uh, US Open is great to see. I just think for the optics of the sport, I mean, there are obviously some beautiful storylines going on there, Liv, Liv, but I just like to see this for tennis.
4: Absolutely. I think it draws more media attention to tennis. I'm not a huge tennis watcher, but all of this, all of the storylines and the media attention definitely makes it more intriguing and I think puts respect on these athletes' names, which you always want for them.
3: that's a version of black excellence, but I, I'll tell you what else is black excellence. Jack Jones. Jack Jones went to an airport with some loaded guns and didn't do any time. It's a federal crime, bro. You going to the <laughs> airport with loaded guns? And you said, I ain't know that was mine. And they gave you community service. What?